time has come. The walrus said, speak of many things. Of, of uh, ships and, 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 what the fuck is it? Do you remember what I'm referencing here? Absolutely not. <laughs> of ships and, and floors and ceiling wax and cabbages and kings? I don't, I don't fucking remember. Alice in Wonderland. We're through the looking glass, Travis. Are we? We're on the other side. Other side of what? See, this this is this is the problem with our, our show becoming an every two week kind of thing. Yeah, is that we, uh, we we miss the news. And I was going to have this elaborate joke plan. Uh-huh. It was ready. It was in the barrel. You know, it was ready to go. Yeah, I was gonna. It, you know, we were gonna record maybe on on Monday or whatever last week. I don't know some sometime. And I was going to have this elaborate prolonged excursion into into a into territory that would have had lots of laughs but we're going to we're going to not have any laughs today no. because i was going to say you know everyone's been waiting we've been on edge for so long mm-hmm. and the news has finally come through that as everyone knows and as all the cheering and celebration is out to acknowledge the mass effect trilogy is coming back it's finally and we here. will be Gracing it on our consoles next spring. I hope everyone is very excited. It's a Mass Effect Day miracle, and uh, you know, I, I just couldn't be—I couldn't be happier. You know, in hindsight, what other day could they have announced it on, right? I—I was—I had gotten very used to Mass Effect Day, which, for those who don't know, is November seventh because it's N seven, which is the the—the uh, uh, the special That's ops the, the rank. Mass Effect numbers, special yeah, Mass uh, Effect code. Is M7. Mass Effect Day, and every year all the little children come to their computers and say, "Oh, Daddy, please give us a present." And it's always nothing. It is always some. Well, oh, here's some concept art. Here's an interview. Oh, uh, nothing this year. You know, maybe, and, and maybe so, if the children behaved, they they'd get a little re- a, a, a remake of a of a solid game. Yeah. So uh, my waiting is over. It is it is finally here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that was the only thing uh, that day that made me smile. Yeah, so. gosh, you've been talking about about this this remake for for I got I feel like every time potentially EA was going to make an announcement, you you brought it up of like oh today could be the day today could be the day for months people. And they uh, had like a conference like a month ago, and I was like, if it's not here, then it's probably not. Happening. It's not a real thing. It's yeah. probably been canned because there have been rumors for a long time that it was coming. There were people mm-hmm. who were saying that it was going to be out as early as this fall, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently they uh, ran into issues with the first game and uh, modernizing it a bit, and so that's why they pushed it back. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, uh, as far as the the remastering goes, two and three are going to be relatively the same. But I think uh, I I might be making this up, but I think I heard Mass Effect One is getting relatively revamped because. It's the one that has aged the least gracefully. Yeah, it's a little rough. I hope that doesn't mean that they're cutting content necessarily, just that it's easier to uh, easier to actually experience. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I, uh, I I'm excited. I you know. Um, but yeah, uh, since then, uh, things have soured from in me and my world oh, no. and I, I i have to say you know i was i was going to be all you know jubilant and happy and now i i come uh, enraged and uh, just filled with with vile bitterness in my soul you know because 
you know, Thursday was also a big day. That was, you know, the launch of, of the next generation of PlayStation, everyone. I hope you're all very excited. I hope you've all Mine, got your consoles already. Which was picked up on the 11th, so Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then no updates for three days. Ooh, fell off a truck. Until it was processed, quote-unquote processed, <laughs> on Saturday in the same town that it was picked up from. So it three days went by where I guess the mailman... I guess the mailman took it home, didn't believe the journalists when they said that the haptic feedback and the the adaptive triggers were next generation experiences, had to experience it for himself. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. took it home, played a little <laughs> Astros playroom, you know, got got all the all the trophies for his PlayStation account, got his grubby little fingers all over the the nice white controller, the nice pristine, pristine pure white controllers. And uh and now I I just sit in here uh, with my sitting on my thumbs like a, like an asshole. Waiting for this thing that uh, uh, is is looking like it might be up to a week late. So that's great. Thanks, Canada Post. Gosh, this reminds me of when uh, when the Switch came out. Uh, Amazon gave me a day of the of release. I got the collector's edition, uh, Breath of the Wild box, a huge. Got the statue and everything. Didn't get my Switch for two days after that. Do you know how frustrating that was to see people online talking about Breath of the Wild, how cool it was. Just be like, yeah, I've got the box. I've got the I game. Mean, two, I, I would have gladly accepted two days over what I'm dealing with now. And I think Fair. I think the, we had a holiday here. You know, it was Remembrance Day. You know, remember World War One or whatever. Hey, everybody, it's over. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> over with. We're done. Make we it a remembered. normal day. <laughs> Let them ship out the consoles. That's the, the I. You know, I'm remembering my suffering <laughs> from not getting it day one. So I think that that's really what's happening here um so i have to wait and it, i have demon souls in in a little in a little box and uh it's just sitting there and it's it's hungry it's 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 saying play me daddy please play me and i'm like i, I can't i'm sorry I, I don't have the means yeah so. i had a i had a funny moment the other day with my my boyfriend because he's been excited for demon souls too and it, he i guess didn't get the memo or, or wasn't paying attention or something but uh <laughs> We had, like, a sad moment the other day when he realized, like, oh, the remake's a PS5 exclusive. I thought it was coming to PS4, but I want to nope. play Demon's Souls. <laughs> like, and he just was like, but I want to play it. And it's like, oh. That's a, uh, a $580 video game. Yeah, that's, I mean, it'll, it'll get cheaper with time, <laughs> but I definitely empathized. I'm just, oh, like, I, I know what you mean. I th- but, no, that one's going to be exclusive. That's a system seller. Yep. Yep. So that's until all you know that... a couple years from now, and then we'll get it on PC, like we always mm. do. I don't think so. I mean, like we Bloodborne always do. PC Master Race. Is that it's like, really appropriate? It's like is, that a, f- is that a? It's like a foot race, though. It's not like a. It's like you know the Master Drive. This is the Master Race. It's like a, it's like the Masters tournament, like yeah. the Masters race. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking. Very, very proper. The Masters race does not sound very good either. That sounds like it's like a slavery thing. <laughs> well, it always sounded like. I mean, I don't know how it didn't ever not sound like that. So fair, fair. Uh, I think at first it sounded more like a Nazi thing, but you know, either way, not good. Don't be a master of any kind. Just enjoy your PC. <laughs> Yeah, or don't like me because I hate I hate using any computer. It it always drives me up, up the wall. So, 
all these updates, all these drivers, stuff not working, fans overheating. Fuck it all. I hate it. Everything, I hate it all. Nothing works as well as they say it should. Did you, did, I have an Android. You have an uh, iPhone, right? Yes. I don't think I talked about this, but Android's having a fun little bug right now, specifically Pixels, where they can't connect with their Bluetooth uh, like consistently. There's just oh, some nice. glitch that, that the newest Android uh, operating system has with, uh, uh, I guess it's the Pixels uh, hardware. But okay. just every now and then I'll be listening in my car or, or at the store. I got the my, my music going because we can play music at the store and uh, just cuts out. It's it's like just having your song cut out like they have like radio static. It sucks. It's terrible, and I it's honestly got me tempted to switch over back to an iPhone because they haven't fixed it in three months. Oh no! <laughs> if it hasn't been three months, it feels like it's been that long. But geez, it's been way too are long. There, are, are there any other Android phones you would consider besides Pixel, or is that it? I don't know. I mean, I, I really haven't shopped around, but the 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 trouble is, you know, Android phones have so much variance. Uh, I just the other day, uh, I, I went out with my dad, and I had to look at his phone, and he has an Android too, and it's like, it's like going to Canada. You know, everything's in English, but all the all the franchises are different. Like all those restaurants are different, and it's weird. And so I I I could use another Android, but I think part of me thinks just I wouldn't like. I, I would be comparing it to the experience I've already had at this point. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I feel like they're in kind of a holdover situation right now because um, for the last, like, two years, I feel like... And I, I follow tech news pretty closely. I read a lot of, like, tech industry stuff. And mm. I feel like I haven't heard any, like, big news about Android phones in, like, two years. Like, I, I feel like the last time there was a big splash, it was the probably the Pixel 3a and yeah. then, like, the Samsung Galaxy 8. And since then, I have I feel like there's been, like, weird little niche things for really, ex like, high roller people, like the, the flip phones and everything that are coming up, but that's not normal people shit. No, and yeah. And so, like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's been any exciting things happening in that space for a long time. Oh, I feel yeah. like it's all kind of stagnated it's, a bit. It, it um, definitely feels like it's it's slowed down to a... The, the iterations are less and less impactful. Like, it, case in point, I have a Pixel... Uh, I think this is a, a 3A XL, and mm -hmm. I don't want the 4, because apparently the 4 has removed some features that I think are pretty nice in the Pixel 3A. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and similarly, it's just... It, I think with every iteration, they just keep on talking about, like, oh, yeah, we'll make the camera better, but, you know, we remove the headphone jack, or we remove something that just seems like it shouldn't have been messed with for some reason. I think the 4A does still have a headphone jack, but mm -hmm. they didn't make an XL version. It's just no. a small yeah. one. I think that's that's one of the big reasons why people are not talking about it as much, but... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the A yeah, series is like the it's their more economy version, I guess. It's like the mm -hmm. the way they do it is they have like the the main number launch and then they stick an A on the end and it's like the oh yeah, it's most of the features, but you know it's a little less instead of but $1, still $1, has like I mean, they still have like a nice screen. The cameras oh, yeah. are still pretty good. Like so, I, to me, it's like you're really just trading off like. I don't know. I feel like Google puts in all these weird experimental features that then they drop later. Like mm -hmm. they did all that like hand wavy stuff in the in the Pixel Four normal one where mm -hmm. it was like, oh, you can wave your hand over the screen and it like does shit, or you could like, 
I don't know, like tap the table. There, there were all these weird little things of, of just trying out new um, oh, yeah. kind of interface and, and options that I, none of them seem to have stuck, but I don't know. It's just very strange. Yeah, there, there's some, a lot of features, I guess, of the of phones that I just re- realized I do not engage with. Uh, recently on, I think it was on Mega64 and Teen, they were talking about like programming the back touch oh, yeah. thing. Uh, I've never done that, and I know I could, but like... The thing is, I, I've been playing around with that too. <laughs> I I have it set so that if I do two taps, it turns on my my apartment lights, and then three oh, taps, it cool. turns them off. That's cool. But the pro, it's cool. But the problem is, I hit, I do it accidentally all the time. Uh. <laughs> so, I don't know if I'm gonna keep it. But you can really like set it to do almost anything. Um, I think it's like any Siri command you can have it do any like opening up any app there's there's a lot of options for it it's mm-hmm. honestly weird that it's like such a buried feature because it's like in accessibilities it's like it's meant to be like a thing for people who can't easily use their phone mm-hmm. but it is kind of a, a neat thing but it just it doesn't it's not exactly like as perfect as i would hope for it to be <laughs> it just oh yeah i, I always feel like I, phone features or even just features of technology always feel like they're never quite as advertised to me like as much as I love my phone, don't get me wrong, like it's it is a a modern marvel. I've never liked like the the touch to open like when it's reading your finger pad uh, fingerprint just because I'm somebody who I'm usually hobbying or or like if I, I usually actually it's mostly just hobbying. <laughs> but like I'll get glue and stuff stuck on my fingers or I'll be like cutting mm. something and I'll mess up my fingerprint and that feature has just never functioned for me. Like it's then, just never worked as intended because my fingers are always not the way that I scanned them. And on the other side of the aisle, um, this year it's been really shitty to only have face ID because if you're wearing a mask, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's all terrible. Um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine um, the other day because uh, I was like, you know, my computer is five years old at this point. Apple's been, like, announcing all of this new, like, chip stuff about, like, how they're going proprietary, and they're, they've already announced the first computers that are going to have that, and, like, by the time that I am in the market for another computer, that's going to be what's offered to me. I'm not going to have the choice to have, like, what I have now, just a more advanced version of. It's going to have to be this new paradigm thing, and mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm going to do, because mm-hmm. I am invested in this ecosystem, but it has been a pain, and there's been a lot of things about it that I haven't liked. But on the Windows side, if I were to build a PC, there would still be things about it I don't like, and I just, I, I feel like I hate everything now, and I don't like either. They, they both, like, are incomplete, like, yeah, not perfect options to me. You're, like, balancing a curated experience that you don't necessarily want versus a completely uncurated and janky experience that could be perfect but would require so much maintenance that it might it's probably thing not about, worth it. The thing about having it be an Apple computer is that for the purpose of my work specifically, it's great. Oh yeah, no. Running I, Photoshop I, I totally, in it. If, if you're in if you're in visual media production, like Mac is the way to go. Or if you're like, if you're in yeah, I'll, I'll stick to that. Any video visual media. If you're doing assets, if you're making you know, just if you're just an illustrator, just an illustrator. If if you're uh, uh, any kind of artist, I think Apple has the suite that you want to be using. But anything outside of that is a pain because, mm-hmm. like, even using the version of iTunes I wanted to use, I had to like 
jank a way to make that happen because they really fucking didn't want me to and it, it just you feel like you have to fight them on every little thing oh yeah I, I remember I, I don't know if they still do it but I remember when I was still using my uh, I still have a, a laptop that I use a lot but whenever I would try to download something from anywhere online it like wouldn't let you even open an app that wasn't from the app store like you had to well, go. You had to go into your set, your, your setting, your yeah. preferences, and go into the security and say, "Please let me open this." And yeah. do that any time that like you download something that's not from a trusted developer. Yeah. And that's going to get way worse once the Apple Silicon thing takes off because then it's like, well, most apps won't even run with it, mm-hmm. and to like they have to be verified. It's going to be a big a big mess for a couple of years. And I just I don't know. It's it's no a very I think awkward thing. So someone did come into the store a while back and was talking about this. And I, I think they said that they they like it is kind of a straight upgrade for them. Like everything they've done previously will still be compatible. Like the the programs that are designed with the Intel chipset in mind will still be compatible with the new proprietary stuff. Yeah, but there's the a software new called Rosetta. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's software, the one, Rosetta, that kind of translates yeah. everything. The problem with that, again, it's going to be, it's going to probably come down to like case by case thing because a lot of the stuff that I use is like kind of like hobbyist software. Like I, I don't know how well, like the, I had to install a software to make so this iTunes thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I really hated that they separated music and all this stuff in the latest uh, Mac OS update. I really didn't like it at all. And like they made you use Finder to connect iPods and stuff. I didn't like it. I wanted to go back to the old iTunes experience. So I found this software called Retroactive that this guy made on GitHub that basically like rammed into the like requirements of the system and like allowed you to install any version of iTunes you want. Oh my gosh. And so I went back to like a five-year-old version of iTunes where it's still got like the cover flow stuff and, and, and it's and it works perfectly, but I know if I upgrade at all, that's not going to work anymore. Like it's so yeah. like barely holds on functioning, and as soon as it stops working, my entire music library is going to be fucked because it's like all locked into this old version of iTunes. So it's like it, it just it feels like know. you're living it, on borrowed time. And then like for professional stuff, like my Wacom, the Cintiq that I use to draw, the one I have that I own is very old. It's from two thousand eight. And um, even that, like the drivers for that barely work. And mm. every time there's a system update, it's like I pray to God that it's not going to make it like completely incompatible because they've already wiped out any 32-bit software um, uh, allowances, which unfortunately meant that my Steam library was cut to about a quarter of what I had oh access to before. Oh my gosh, before. that sucks. Uh, because everything that was old, older than like a couple of years, was yeah. a 32-bit software, and they didn't update it because it's like, who's going to update SimCity three? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, <laughs> no. So I, this reminds me of uh, our, our mutual friend Will. He loved uh, Warcraft three growing up, and I remember one day he he just like let me know, oh man, like it finally happened. Apple updated to the point where Warcraft three doesn't run anymore, and like now it's been remastered or whatever, so he's probably fine. But, yeah, there's definitely kind of a, 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 a I don't know, like a, a short-sightedness or, or a lack of preservation in these upgrading, uh, in these software updates. And honestly, it's, I know it's a joke of like, hey, we've got an update for you, and you press snooze and say, haha, another time. But I genuinely, like, put off updates now because I don't know what it's going to break with my setup. <laughs> I've got so many, like, weird little programs that I download at, like, 
I, I have this YouTube video downloading app. I've got a, a lot of different like audio things for when I'm recording stuff. Uh, and all of those are just like off of GitHub, like you're saying. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think I'd be able to do any of them on a Mac. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a pain. So I, I feel like I'm going to have to have windows to some extent. I don't know if that's going to be like my main computer or not someday. I, I have to kind of figure that out eventually mm-hmm. because um, I do feel like there are things that I miss out on just in terms of like, I do have windows installed on my Mac. It doesn't really work well. And I, I don't like enjoy using it because it's, it forces you to install it at least on my computer on a spinning hard drive, which windows 10 absolutely hates and does not run well on um, it's super slow and, and everything. Like it takes minutes to boot and then like it, opening files is super, it just, and, and then it like half the time it crashes on, on its boot and like does a reset. It just, it doesn't work. If I, so if I remember, I, I, I had a, 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 a Mac that was running a windows back in high school and, and me too. Yeah. You know, it's very cool, especially when you first boot it up. It feels like you're doing like some kind of hack of like, oh my God, like got XP running on my, this tells you how long ago I did it. It was XP. (laughs) Got XP running on my, on my MacBook Pro. How cool. But I totally remember that of like, I really couldn't play games. Like I think I played to try, I tried to play a, a Team Fortress 2 on that thing, which is a very light game. And it just didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a newer MacBook Pro at the time, and I actually don't remember ever having any issues with that, hmm. um, other than the fact that it got really hot, and I think some of the keys melted. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do um, remember it getting very hot. Because I played Fallout 3 like entirely on that, and it was like in high settings, and it worked great. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And, and I played so much uh, Left 4 Dead on that too. I think it was. It, I think that was down to the fact that like XP and Windows Seven were much better at running on that kind of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like nowadays, if you're not installing Windows Ten on a solid state drive, you're an idiot. You know, and there's no way for me to do that uh, on this setup because it has like a Fusion drive where the solid state portion is reserved just for Mac OS, and I can't touch it. And so, like, there's no way for me to install Windows 10 on anything other than, That's like, the so slow frustrating. hard drive. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, if I were to buy a new computer today, everything is solid state all the way. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have that issue. But then once Apple Silicon comes out, that won't be an option either. So I'm just going to have to probably have both at some point if I really want to keep I w- having access to I will to say, say at, the, at the lower end of the spectrum, because I know the work computers I have, uh, we have at the store are, they're not solid state and they are brand new. So, like, I know there are, uh, and they do have Windows 10, so, like, they, they, they definitely still, like, have a very low-end skew, but, like, yesterday I think I had three tabs open and that computer was having trouble. Like, yeah. <laughs> you really do want a solid-state drive. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be fun to build a PC. I, I just don't think I ever will be someone who wants to, like, be at my desk playing games for my leisure time. That's just not something I want to do. So I that's, I feel like if so I were to, like... That's interesting to me, because my leisure time is all desk-based. But I get it. I, I mean, all of my work time is desk-based. Yeah, that's the difference. And I feel like I'm neglecting my partner if I just sit at my desk while I'm also hanging out. You know, I, <laughs> I just... It, I don't know. It just it doesn't work for me. But... um I uh, so it, it, buying like an expensive vis- like video card or whatever would kind of probably be a waste of money for me and I, I so I don't know it just seems like uh, I have to kind of plan that out at some point. Um, I will say the nice thing about uh, if you, when you build your own computer, my computer is also about 
gosh, is it... When did Fallout 4 come out? Is that five years old at this point? That was, I think, 20... 2015. 2015? So yeah, five years. Damn, time yeah. flies. Uh... I bought. I, I built my computer. Uh, I think just before Fallout Four came out. So yeah, mine's mine's five years old, and the nice thing about it is when you want to upgrade it, you don't have to buy a completely new computer. Like mm-hmm. if I wanted to to make a, a significant upgrade to my computer, I could swap out the graphics card maybe, and that would that like it wouldn't cost me as it would cost me a third of what it would cost you know to get the full computer normally. So in in that way it can be convenient, but it definitely does. It, I remember, you know, I I, I, th- I think you you're aware of this, but our our mutual friend in college, Will, was was pressured by his friends to build a computer, and he is so not the computer building type, and his friends yeah. just kind of prescribed something, and he didn't really know what he was getting, mm-hmm. and he didn't really l- learn how to take the pieces out and put it together so that he could fix it later. And he just had a miserable experience with the whole thing because it, it became this, this like, I guess, obligation that he didn't fully understand rather than a project that you learn and, and, and like kind of feel like you pick up a skill from. <laughs> and right, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, I don't know, I, 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 I definitely can see why that would be overwhelming to, to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I, not just that. I feel like for me, because I, I, I do like to just think about building stuff. I don't really think that would be an issue for me necessarily, but I don't like solving problems that lead into new problems that lead into new problems that lead it. Like, I'm, that's not the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like... Um, you're not a, I, you're I not an IT guy. You're not a problem solver in the, in that. Uh, not, not to say you don't solve problems, but like, uh, I, I like to think that that different people. There, there's kind of like almost five skill sets that people that you know you you the flavor may change, but you're applying these same five skill sets. So like, I, for example, uh, I like to say in college, if you were a history major or you were an English major. You were an analytics major. Like, what you learned was how to do analysis. And the flavor's different. One of them's, you know, nonfiction. One of them's uh, uh, literature. But they're still both kind of teaching you the same skill set. Or, or similarly, I think, you know, with engineering. There's a lot of different engineering degrees, but you're all kind of learning problem solving. And so I, I feel like that's this might be emblematic of maybe you don't like that 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 problem solving element. Not that you can't solve problems, but you wouldn't want that to be your job, and that's not what you do for fun. Yeah, I I feel like because I don't have any problem. If someone comes to me like, hey, I need a tech issue, I actually enjoy helping them solve the problem. But for me, it's like if I spent a bunch of money and all this time building a PC, and then it had some like annoying issue like the usb doesn't work mm-hmm. or something like like one of these things just doesn't happen and that's just and to me in, in my experience of hearing from people that's always a component of this of the of the uh of the um of the experience is that like something you don't expect doesn't work and you have to figure out how to fix it and like if i spent all that money and all that time to do that and it ended up in a process like that it would make me go insane like mm-hmm. i i don't know if i could deal with that feeling of just like this isn't not working perfectly, yet I have done all this 
why why have you forsaken me, PC gods? Like, why, <laughs> why have I not been loyal? Like, I, I don't. But it is satisfying when you get it to, like, when you turn it on and all the pieces are running. I, I uh, built a, a computer for a friend, gosh, I guess this was six months ago. And that moment when, like, all the pieces were together and we said, all right, moment of truth, and we hit the power button and it turned on. It's such a good, it's such a good feeling. Hmm. I guess. I guess. Well... <laughs> These will be these will be things I think about sometime in the next five years. I guess uh, I don't really know what the uh, end result will be because it really depends on what various companies end up announcing in the next few years and, and mm-hmm. what that's going to look like. And uh, I don't know. Um, a lot of different ways it could go. What what have you been What have you been filling your uh, your 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 plate with? Well, gosh, a lot of it has honestly been work. Uh, I, I want to apologize to to the listener out there because because uh, the single listener <laughs> because uh, I it's definitely I think the reason why we've been so irregular lately. I mean, the reason why we've been taking all these una- announced and planned hiatuses each other week. Uh, is definitely because I've been busy with just working more because it's we're closer to the holiday season. There's just more people buying stuff, and so we have more hours at the store. So I'm just literally working more retail. Uh, but also, I've just been trying to apply to jobs lately. Uh, my big thing right now has just been, yeah, I know I'm never going to, you know, uh, get to that, that fantasy reality in my head of, like, I'm an adult, but I live kind of near all my friends again, and we have, like, a board game night once a month or something. Uh, that's never going to happen by accident. <laughs> right. So yeah. uh, I, I, I've been applying for jobs. Uh, I don't want to say what companies, but up in the Washington area, uh, not nice, committing nice. To, to moving to Canada quite yet like you have, <laughs> but... Uh, Given the political climate, it might be okay to stay in the United States for a little bit longer. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not not quite. Uh, not quite hitting the panic button just yet. Yeah, not quite. Also, Canada wouldn't take me. So <laughs> right now, because we're a diseased country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's been the well, big that's thing. Great. Is, that's great. That's exciting. Just... I mean, it's good to be. That, that's a good reason to. Uh, a good thing to prioritize. I, I mean, think, it, sure. I know it's it's like less exciting to talk about, but it really is. You know, I I I, I find myself thinking that a lot. Uh, that that phrase, you know, it's never going to happen by accident because it's true. I I, I think about you know like in, when we were kids and we were talking about like oh yeah we'll like have a studio together or we'll work on a project together and it doesn't happen unless you steer towards it. Uh, I, yep. I I don't know. I know I'm just like repeating myself and, and rephrasing the same thing, but I really do think that it's as simple as that. And so I I, I hope that maybe by my moving uh, towards that area, I know another one of our mutual friends has has made murmurings that if one more person moves to that area, they probably will also. Uh, but I hope it would push some of our other friends also to maybe think about, hey, everyone's kind of concentrating up in this, you know. Not next door, not neighbors. Like, it would still be, what, probably like a three-hour drive to get from me to you if I was up in Washington. But Sure, but that's that's easier than... Much better than what it is now. <laughs> 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 like I said, we might have like a monthly thing or like, you know, one weekend out of the month or something. But Sure. I mean, it would also depend on where in Washington you, you go because mm-hmm. uh, 
there's, there's, you know, quite a lot of options between Seattle and the border. Definitely. And, uh, they're not bad options. So uh, it's definitely, uh, there, there's a lot of room uh, to figure that out. But obviously that, that requires certain things to happen first, but I, I realize, but uh, I would be very excited to, for that reality to come true. For oh, sure. very uh, much same. But that's the thing, right? You're, you're doing exactly what I'm doing, which is, yeah. And like, I don't want to get too excited because like, because like I got to get the job first, but it's kind of a, it's a chicken and the egg thing of like, I can't, uh, uh, you can, you can't send, uh, sorry, I just got an email from work and it distracted me, but like you can't put it off, but also be working towards it at the same time. You kind of have to pick one. So even though like, I don't want to plan too much before I get the job, I do have to get the job. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like you're of stuck course. on step one and you can't get farther than that. Or maybe it's step three, but... Yeah. And then, of course, like, e- even if it does happen, I mean, the move is also, like, a major source of... of oh, I'm sure it'll be stressful. I mean, the, the thing with moving, and I'm sure you've experienced this more than I have, uh, but in my experience, it's always just... It, it feels like it's so far away, and then it's today, and everything's got to yeah. go right now. And you've got, like, two days to pack all your stuff. And so that's kind of yeah. what I'm bracing myself for, is, like, okay, like, just look for the job, and then, like, one day I'll wake up knowing, okay, now i got to think about, since I've, I've got the offer, I need to think about moving. Yeah, hopefully you'll have a bit more of a lead-up to that than I did, because for me, it was, like... I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed. I'm sad. I'm unemployed. Oh, I have to move to another country in two weeks. Like it hit like that. It hey, was like when, I was when, not prepared. Nothing was packed. Nothing was ready. It was just like, oh, I have to pick up and go. When, I have to do it right now. When opportunity knocks, you have to answer. But I remember when you, when you were here and it was frustrating. It was you were apply, applying for so many jobs, and then yeah, when you when you got the call that hey yeah we'll take you up in Canada, it's it's not a. <laughs> It's not a, okay, how long do I have? It's, oh, yes, I'll be there right away. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I hope that 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 experience, because, like, I mean, it's it's frustrating in the sense that, like, you suddenly have to put all this effort into it, but it's also, like, exciting, and I hope that you get to experience that sooner rather than later, because uh, I'm sure it's, I I know exactly how it feels to just be sitting and waiting for that to happen, uh, despite all the applications and all of the effort and the, the... Yeah, and it's not a great time for for looking for work <laughs> but uh, sure yeah that too <coughs> but i don't know i definitely think that uh yeah it's it's something that you just have to put out a lot of feelers out there i i've been talking to a lot of different companies talking to my my friends to kind of network see if i know people who work at places see if i know any recruiters because yeah uh they're all you can really do is just try to send as many applications out as you can. And if you can get a little leg up by knowing somebody or just, you know, knowing someone to put your, uh, uh, finding someone who can put your resume on the top of the stack, you know, it, it won't get you the job, but it might get you the interview. Yeah. Might. Might. Well, good luck with that. Um, yeah, that's, I'll, that's I'll been keep my... looking out for stuff here too. You know, I, I, things do pop up here every now and then as i uh, as i say that though I, I would be remiss if i didn't also mention you know it's true I've, I've been looking for for job stuff i've been working a lot uh 
I also, uh, uh, and I won't bore you with the details, because I know that's not what the important part is, a new Magic the Gathering set came out this week. Oh, here we go, everybody. <laughs> Headline of the show. the What everyone's here to hear. Last So last night, I think I went to bed around maybe, gosh, it must have been 2 a.m. But the night before, I stayed up till 5 in the morning. I just lost track of time. I don't remember the last time this happened to me, Travis. But I was just looking at all these new cards. I was having fun, mate, brewing a new little deck. Again, I'm going to skip all the details. Don't need them. And I just looked at my clock and, oh, it's 5 a.m. What the fuck? Like, I, 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 have, <laughs> I, have, I have work. Like, this is a problem. So I got, like, three hours of sleep uh, the day before yesterday. <laughs> I see. Uh, and I, I was just kind of impressed and, like happy that I got so caught up in something like that again. It's been forever since I've just been, you know, I had my light on and I and I had some music going or something so I just wasn't paying attention to the, the world outside my window <laughs> and I looked at the clock and, oh my god, it's been it's been seven hours that I've been working on this. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it's fun. I'm having a blast, but it's, it's just... I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stay up that late without realizing it if it weren't fun. So. Right, right. But it's it's just it, it it's funny to me because I don't think I've ha- that's happened to me since high school maybe, oh really? Or maybe college I guess. College is probably the more accurate. Just oh yeah, it's the sun's coming up. Time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I've had to do all nighters for work stuff, but I've never I haven't done that for fun in a very long time. I feel like honestly, the last time was probably like the summer between college and high school. I feel like that's kind of a thing, though, is that, like, as you, you mature and as you have more responsibilities, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way, uh, uh, that you don't do it for fun as much anymore, but you might have, like, an all-nighter for work or, like, you're preparing for some big, you know, I, I know when I was working at my last job, we would have, like, all-nighters because we were at a convention or something, and, like, right, yeah. it's just, hey, the, the day doesn't end at five, yeah and i i think like the just like willing to do it for fun i i love that kind of thing i love just like hey hey i'm gonna throw the day away and uh just indulge in this but i i i'm in a position now where i i like even on weekends i can't really sleep in past nine Mm -hmm. so just for whatever reason i have to like take the dog out and shit and, and all this stuff but um I think that's I, good. I, that's good, though. It, it makes you feel responsible. I mean, I I, uh, I hate to admit how recently this has happened to me, but like when I wake up, and if it's if if I wake up and it's like uh, time for work, it's you know I gotta go straight to work, and then after that I come home and I'm exhausted, and I slept through the morning or something. Let's say I'm work my work is at like from two to ten or something like that. Uh, I'll feel terrible if I sleep through the whole morning. Like it, it even oh. even if I, I'm getting the same amount of sleep as you are, and I'm, I'm awake for the same amount of hours. There is something nice about just like being awake for the morning. I, I don't know if it's just oh, yeah. a, a feeling of maturity or or if it's just a placebo effect. But I I think getting older, you do kind of start to feel that because I really do think that since working and since um, kind of having a, a routine, I have turned more much more into a morning person than mm-hmm. I ever thought was possible because growing up, like I love sleeping in and, or like going to bed at three, waking up at 12. That was yep. like the summer schedule. That was how it was in college because almost all of my classes were night or afternoon classes. It was great. And <laughs> I, I remember that fondly, but I started to realize that like, 
I think to be like a true night person, you have to be your most productive at night. Yes. And I don't know if that was ever the case for me. I think that like I just liked staying up, but I was not productive with that time, you know? Yeah. And now if I get up early, like my 9 to 12 is a very productive time. And I actually have like, I kind of like struggle to stay awake past like 9 p.m. now. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm turning into my parents. But uh <laughs> like falling asleep in front of the TV every night. It's I mean, that, that's just the other half of waking up early, I think. But but I, I guess. But I just, I remember like enjoying that the late night. And last night I was actually up late uh, for the first time in a long time just because Akumi needed to go to bed. She was really sleepy. Mm-hmm. And so I had like, oh, it's like 9.30. Uh, might as well play video games until one. <laughs> Ooh. Like I was like. How salacious. It's it been a very, very long time. How, how. Like what? What hubris of me to uh, to indulge in this uh, in this video time. games after midnight? How queer! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. There's definitely. I, I think I, I've talked about this with my therapist, but I think there's definitely something in me because growing up, my my parents would always Saturday nights. We're always like, okay, my parents are going to see a play, or they have a date, or they're, they're going to have dinner at somebody's house or something. And my brother and I would usually get to be home alone on Saturday nights. And what that really instilled in me was this, like, oh man, Saturday is this, like, golden time of, like, from 6 p.m. to, realistically, it was probably just, like, 1 in the morning or something. <laughs> but... It was just like, okay, it's like TV time, I'm by myself, I'm playing video games, I'm eating pizza, I'm watching a movie, I'm, I'm doing, ev- like, it is excess screens, and it's great. And I, I realize now that must have had an a, a effect on me growing up and as an adult, because I think what I'm doing when I stay up late like that is, it's not even, because I, I know the logic, I'll even sometimes catch myself thinking, like, why do I want to stay up past, like, 11.30? There's no, there's no reason to. There's just, I'll just be upset in the morning that I'm tired, <laughs> but definitely yeah. But it, there's I think just that that recollection of yeah, oh man that unbroken seven hour stretch of doing whatever I want that can only happen at nighttime <laughs> like yeah I I think I, I there's there's some id in there that's just that this is so excited at that prospect that. It happens with with more regularity than I like to admit. That I look at the clock and I, I realize, I I should be asleep by now. Like <laughs> I'm I'm only awake because I I don't want the fun to end, but I I need to be asleep by now. Yeah, that's it's tough, uh, especially as an adult where like you you can kind of eat the consequences if you really need to, you know, mm-hmm. because like no one's gonna. I mean, unless you 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 have to be like super alert at your job or whatever, there's not really anybody who's going to suffer for it except you. Yeah. So you can kind of like have this excuse of like, well, tomorrow's gonna suck, but that's just a me problem, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's it, I can I can deal with that. I can have an extra cup of coffee if I really need to mm-hmm. and and survive, you know? And uh, that I fight that feeling all the time because like I know if if I get into that mindset, like my work is going to like fall off a cliff in terms of quality and that's not going to turn out good for anybody and so like 
I have to be very careful with that. But at the same time, like it, that I definitely relate to that that feeling of like, oh, this stretch of time of like having no interruptions and no, especially at night where no one can message me mm-hmm. and nothing's happening in the world, nothing, no news is being updated right now for me to yep, look everyone's at. Everyone's asleep. It's like, it's like being on an airplane. It's like, oh, this is just whatever I want it to be. It's my fantasy land, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I definitely relate to that being like a very uh, precious thing. Um, but at the same time, like indulging in that too much is like kind of how like depression starts. So oh, definitely, feel like, definitely. You know? <laughs> so like, that's like kind of the, the, the balance is like, if you, if you, if you stare into the darkness too long, the darkness stares back at you, you know? I've, I've also um, noticed, I mean, on a, on a way less severe level, but I think kind of the same to the same point for whatever reason, I don't like to play console video games end of sentence no i don't like to play console video games for less than like three hours or four like if i want to sit down and play a game i want to really like immerse myself in it i don't like sitting down for 30 minutes of video game time or or an hour of video game time and as a result sleep you gotta be in there for a while yeah yeah i gotta really you know ground myself but so as a result I play a lot of, you know, there are a lot of games, like, you know, mobile games, trading card games, that can be played, you know, okay, I've got 20 minutes, I can play, I can play for a little bit. And because I don't want to play those deeper experiences unless I have the time, I've noticed that even when I do have the time, I'll instinctively be like, alright, I, I don't have time, so I'm just going to play some card games for three hours. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. The, the, the time that I would use to, to spend on those more deep, immersive experiences, I'll still spend on these little things just because I'm, like, preparing to be interrupted or something. Mm. Yeah. Gaming I, I, habits. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I that's, like, that's the dream, right, is to always have that, um, that much time to kind of sink into it. But for me these days, uh, a block of more than an hour is quite rare. Uh, I, no, I, I I think that's 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 the standard. I think I only think this way because I don't have a full time job right now. <laughs> it's not even the job. I, I mean, if I if it was just a job, I would have like you know eight hours every day to mm-hmm. myself to do whatever. It's also just like being living with a partner and having a dog and having stuff. Just I don't want to having like, to cook dinner, having to do the groceries. Yeah, indulging too much and just like oh I wanna I wanna play games all day. It's like that's. That's like that's 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 single behavior a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Like it, it's kind of like I remember, like before I was in a relationship, there was kind of this piece of advice uh, I remember hearing that like when you're alone, it's like a, it, the whole room is you is you, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you think of it as an a- analogy, like all of your stuff is in the room, and you get to decide every aspect of the room. When you're in a relationship that kind of turns into a table. Mm-hmm. You kind of have the table of your stuff, but then like that stuff has to kind of coexist with all this other stuff. And so like in terms of like how you section off time, I would feel very bad if I just like came home after work and played video games for three hours. Yeah. Because even if like, even if Akumi was technically okay with it, or if she was like not bothered by it, like on the surface, I would still feel like I was 
I would feel like I'm not being a right a good person to do that. You know what I mean? Totally. Like even yeah. if even if even if there's a, an agreement that this is fine, I would still like that's not how I want to use my time anymore. Yeah, you, you know? want to and, do and something I, that's a little more inclusive of both of you. And I, I totally yeah. have have had that experience too, where like I'll. Uh, uh, if I want to play a game or something that, that, uh, and I, and my boyfriend's over, we won't do it unless like, it's something that he wants to watch also, or like I want to watch or, or like, as long as there's a way for both of us to engage in what we're doing, like we want to do it together, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And even like, and luckily, I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of, uh, situations where they, they can blend. I mean, Ikumi doesn't play that many games herself, but we do play a lot of games together, mm-hmm. and that's been kind of like a nice thing to sort of share the table, you know, and kind yeah. of make it more of a... Uh, where we both kind of... Like, I'm not, you know, making her have to, like, <laughs> just <laughs> deal with herself for a while while I while I play fucking whatever I'm like so it's just funny because it reminded me like you know we were talking about Final Fantasy 14 and I was like oh maybe I'll give that a try and then I really thought about it and I'm like that's never gonna fucking happen (laughs) like I'm not there's no way I'm gonna like sit and play an MMO every day after coming home from work it's just not that's not gonna happen I mean I I'm I'm happy with, with the experience I had with my free month but uh no yeah totally it's it's really hard to just like find time to sit down and play an MMO especially when you've got work and like you know a partner that you want to spend time with and absolutely and anything that that requires like consistently scheduling it in is is impossible I like even I, I play like a game of Civ with my friends and again this is not me complaining this is just the reality of the situation mm-hmm. so I don't I don't want that this to sound like I'm like oh woe is me I, I actually am very happy with the way that things are in my life in that in that regard I wouldn't want it to change <laughs> but like I play a game of Civ with my friends online and even like just finding time to like because again I'm, I'm when I'm at my computer I'm working and we we do this like game of Civ where it's online and we take turns and like we get pinged when it's our turn and and it's been going on for months. In fact, I think it's even gone for for longer than a year. Yeah, at this I was point. gonna say I think I've heard this game has been going on for more than a year. <laughs> and like even that, like even finding the just for me the personal opportunity to be like, oh, I don't have anything that I have to do right now. I'm gonna go to my desk and I'm gonna like open up Steam and I'm gonna do my turn mm-hmm. is like not as easy as it sounds. Like it just it. <laughs> It, there's always something I have to take care of. I have to do something, or, or I, I'm not, or I'm I'm on the couch with the Kumi and we're hanging out, and I just well, especially it's not a priority. In Civ, how a turn is like an hour, isn't it? Oh no, no, no! I can do turns in like three minutes. Oh, okay, it, it, it's not it's not a big deal, especially at this point where there's uh, we're still kind like I would say technically in the first half of the of the of the game, uh, which was our mistake of making the the time run. Uh, too slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can speed it up so that when next time we do this, it's not going to be this slow. But, I, w- I want to get in on the next one. I feel like I missed out. I don't even play Civ, but I, I... yeah, you'll have to do a little bit of studying. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's fun to have something kind of running in the background like this. But, now now um, that I, I uh, have a lot more experience with board games, and and I don't know why it's never clicked for me, but somebody just said like, oh, think of Civ as a board game, and it's it just started to click a lot more. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's a very, very complicated board game, basically. Because um, I was the looking way that... at it from like a SimCity perspective, and I was like, nah, yeah. that's not for me. <laughs> yeah, if we were playing Total War, I wouldn't invite you to it, because that would be like, you have to like manage units and stuff and yeah. on like a battlefield. I don't think that's that's what you're going for. This is very much like everything is, an, is, a, is a mechanical allegory the same way like a board game is. It's just mm-hmm. very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, yeah, like it's they're short mat they're short rounds, but um, on the flip side, like I've really been enjoying being able to kind of like re-explore things in the context of like let's play this together. And so mm-hmm. recently we've been playing uh, Danganronpa uh, because a certain um, uh, let's play channel uh, started playing that as well, and and we saw an episode <laughs> and the community was like, I want to play that, let's play that, and so we've been starting to play it. Oh, nice. That's been really fun. It's been fun to do all the voices for that, uh, and I'm really enjoying that. But I will say. I love Danganronpa, that whole series. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff in the first game I did not remember uh, that I'm like, now that I have a new perspective on things, I'm I'm conflicted. And I don't know how much I want to talk about it because you have not played it and I've wanted you to play it for a long time. But It's on the list, I'll I say, promise. <laughs> I'm not going to try... This is not a broad spoiler. It's kind of like you, if you're playing it, maybe you could piece it together. So I don't... If you, if you haven't played Danganronpa out there, maybe skip ahead. I don't know. There's a, a point in the game where there is a reveal that one of the characters, um, I'm going to I'm going to make the claim for them because the game doesn't doesn't say this explicitly. Uh-huh. But there's a there's a trans narrative in the game. Oh shit! And I remembered this happening, but I didn't really remember how it was talked about. And it was frustrating because I started to see this pattern in and this is a whole can of worms to be opening up at the end of the of the episode. And I, I you know, this is a I'm going to have to get this out fast, but there's a trend I've noticed in a lot of Japanese media where when there is a, a character who, in a modern context, maybe maybe even I could say like a modern Western context would be, this is a trans character. This is like pretty nakedly who that is. Mm-hmm. There's an effort in every single piece of media I can think of where that's true, where they try to like... The, the author clearly knows that trans people exist, but doesn't know why and isn't really interested in asking. So they come up with a complicated reason mm-hmm. why the character is doing that. Does that make sense? Definitely. I know exactly it, it, what it you're talking about. It is very similar in this situation to Naoto Shiragane in Persona 4, who is a character I love mm-hmm. and I think is is written excellently and has a lot of very interesting things to say, but she is not... She, like she is a character who's dressing male, but not because she's having a gender issue. You know right. what I mean? She's, yeah. ha- she's dressing because there's a story about, Oh, like in, I'm a detective and I don't, and they don't trust me to be a woman. There's all this. And it, I feel like that's always the reason she, she's trying to, something it, like it's that. like, it, it's like a symptom of her personality rather than like, Oh no, I wish I, 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 I want to be presenting as male. And I want to talk about like, that duality of of being male or female, no. For now, to uh, since that's a character we both know, yeah. That's it, her her attire is much more to do with oh, I need to look professional. I need to look like a detective. Uh, I I want people to take me seriously. Like that's and so it. It, it. It's weird because like I don't think that the author of Persona Four or of Danganronpa is like transphobic, or mm-hmm. I think that they just don't understand like i think there's just a, a level of like not really understanding why people are that way they, they think there's like a complicated like story behind it every time that's like this is uh 
this is a really good conversation and I wish we weren't starting it just before, yeah, before time, but, but like I, I've definitely thought about this a lot, especially in terms in the context of Japanese narratives or, or Eastern narratives, because uh, a question that I, I want to answer at some point is why do uh, I, the word I keep wanting to use is queer, uh, even though I don't really like that word, but why do queer people? Why are queer people so attracted to Eastern media? And I think the the reason behind that is because in Western society, or at least in Western media, our gender roles are very stiff and and like, you know, set and and that's that. Whereas at least in Japanese media, and you can see it in Japanese storytelling and folklore too, there's a lot more uh, comfort. Not necessarily acceptance, but comfort with the ambiguity of a character's gender, um, and 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 uh, that that miscommunication, and I think that uh, in Japan, it, it's more of like a, a I don't know, it's it's a little more superficial, like it's a little more just like, oh ha ha character quirk, boy is a girl or whatever, but I think uh, because we don't talk about that at all in Western media. When we see something that's just acknowledging it, even if it's not acknowledging it in a necessarily authentic or genuine way, people are attracted to it. And I think that that yeah. comes out in, in like, it can be as, as something as explicit as this, where it's, hey, the character actually is, you know, transgender, or it can be as subtle as so many anime characters are, you know, feminine-looking man, or, or you know, the, the Bishonen pretty boy kind of character like those that that there are characters that kind of straddle that line of of masculine femininity and and vice versa yeah i don't know it's it's uh, it's complicated i don't think we're going to come to a consensus on this in five minutes no. but i just it, it reminded <laughs> me a lot of like i didn't like the movie promare very much and i think part of the reason was i was frustrated that like they made this big deal of like, oh, the car- the the two men kiss. Mm-hmm. What a big deal! But again, there is a complicated, like, technical reason why that happens, and it's not because they're like attracted to each other. It just kind of like gives you the air of that, so that yeah. you kind of like, pe- so that people who want to see that get like really um, excited. But the, it's there's again, always like, a, a plausible. Story in this- deniability for what what is going on <laughs> well it's not even plausible deniability there's like a story reason why that had to happen right and it's like earlier in the in the movie he kisses some other character for that same reason and it's like not a big deal then so why is it a big deal now it's like he basically just gives him cpr mm-hmm. like that's all it really is and they make it like oh it's the framing is so like what's happening and it's yeah. just like i if you're gonna do it go all the way don't like do this like this like teasy thing of just like uh, I don't know it it just frustrates me to see that but at the same time like that's such a common thing or so, or like I, I remember the, the right now you're reminding me of there's a show called Blend S it was really it, it, it's fine but it, it was it made the rounds a couple of years ago because it had the the opening had like the, the girls and they all had something with an S next to their name so it was like smile sweet sadistic surprise and the thing about surprise is that he's a boy <laughs> um. Surprise! The, surprise! <laughs> but it, it, the way they talk about it in the show, it's you know, it's only as a joke. It's not, it's not like an actual exploration of a trans character. I remember the episode where this character is introduced. It's they're applying. It's a maid cafe or something, and su- the surprise character is applying, and they say, 
like, oh, you know, this character is a boy, actually. You really should say that you shouldn't put female on your job application if you are a boy. Um, why do you dress that way? I just like it. Like, there's no no real reflection, no, no real, like... Well, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because on the, on the one hand, like, I think in a Western context, that seems really gross. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're not letting this person speak and, like, have the truth. And we're, like, I, I think that, like, the expectations of how you announce these things and kind of discuss them is different. And maybe, like, I, I think... I'm thinking about this, and at the at one at, at, on one hand, I'm like frustrated that these depictions aren't as honest or as like speak to that reality of that experience as as kind of real as it should be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that like I think there is an argument to be made that the experience of that is different in a cultural context. Oh, maybe. for sure. And like, for sure. I think that um, trying to apply like how you how you speak about being trans in the US is probably very different than how you speak about it in Japan where maybe like you could even make the argument that historically there was more openness to gender fluidity in the past totally. and so as a result there's kind of like this ability to kind of play around with it and not have like this very serious like attitude towards how you define it oh yeah and oh absolutely I, 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 and I, so I, maybe I, that's like part of the part of the equation too and i, I don't know it's i think it's you're totally right i think uh uh part of the 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 reason why there are so many bad characterization characterizations in japan is a comfort that comes from hey you know like we, we can talk about this so why not include a People like the the boy character who's a girl or whatever, so why not mm-hmm. just include one? And you see that trope a lot because it can be included without having to be explored in the way that a Western audience might want it to. And I think you're totally right. I think uh, I feel like we talked about this before, but um, yeah, Japan absolutely had was much more open about uh, gender fluidity and 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 uh, uh, at least gender ambiguity. Like I'm thinking with with theater, how men would play women's roles uh, 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 in classical Japanese theater. But, um... Oh, why did my thought just run away from me? Uh, I, I, I... I just ran out of steam. I, I, my thought just ran away from me, but but I... I, I, I genuinely uh, uh, think that, that you're... You, it came back. Uh, I, I think you're right that, that Japan doesn't... They might have a comfort that uh, is is maybe why they can take talk about this so loosely but at the same yeah. time uh there's also that uh kind of i guess post world war 2 american uh ideal of like a- anti homosexuality or or anti uh uh or i guess pro stricter gender roles and i think that's why you have those moments of like oh my god they're kissing they're not supposed to kiss and then it's like framed around this plausibly deniable oh well it was cpr so it's okay because you see that a lot in anime of i I can think of a lot of times where two male characters will kiss and it's framed as everyone's freaking out everyone knows that this is implied something else but it's all framed around oh yeah well he slipped and fell or yeah. Uh, they were healing each other, or or something. There's some explanation to to make it so. While we did end up in this crazy situation, it's like the boy falling on the girl's breasts, right? It doesn't happen, but it happens all the time in the show, so we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, 
a lot of like dating norms and like romance norms are just expressed very differently in mm-hmm. the sense that like you know you th- you see this in like protagonists all the time in like JRPGs or visual novels where they're kind of like they're very like hands off like very standoffish like oh I don't oh I don't want to come off the wrong way or yada and it and it's hard to relate for me because I feel like in the West we're a little bit more like direct and mm-hmm. a little bit more um, kind of we were eager to define things as this is a relationship, this is dating, this is an expression of whatever. And I think that like there, there's kind of um, a difference in how historically that might have like come about. And I think that like kind of playing with, with the idea of expressing attraction or how you like compartmentalize relationships and things is, is just expressed very differently. And, uh, so I don't really know how to how to come down on it because on the one hand, again, I want to like be able to kind of criticize the way maybe like this depiction isn't honest to how like a real person's experience is. But then again, I can't definitively say that I can speak towards like what it's like to be like a, a romantically active person in a different culture. Like I think that there's also very different ways that those things are expressed. And so like, yeah, there's, you know, there's the definitely thing of like the, a... two, the, the two guys kissing. Oh no, that's such a, that's such a big deal. But like at the same time, like two characters of any gender kissing at all is also like a rare thing mm-hmm. in Japanese media because it's not something that's usually done very publicly. Like that's kind of usually like a very like, momentous thing to happen mm-hmm. in like a piece of media is like oh these two characters kissed oh my god we've been waiting the whole season for that yeah and it's like seen as this huge deal but then like i think to us it's kind of like weird that that's such a because uh, I, I think like to a certain degree like practically i think people in the u.s are probably more open about like where they stand as far as like their relationships and their orientation and their identity and all this stuff we're we're more focused on on really hammering that in and like saying it very definitively and very strongly and, and standing by it and, and giving evidence to it and all this stuff. Whereas I think that there's a lot more shyness and kind of like dealing with that privately. There's definitely an element of cultural relativism, which, which isn't to say we can't discuss, but definitely there is a difference in culture that, that is kind of hard for us to comment on. And it, which is why, like, I think in, in a case like Danganronpa or, or things like it, I, I invite people to be open-minded to mm-hmm. perhaps maybe they aren't being, like, really mean about this. They're, they just aren't expressing it in a way that, like, we're used to. And, uh, and because I think there's... I see that a lot. I see a lot of, like, criticism that comes from a perspective that doesn't really think about how the framing is different you yeah, know they just the, kind of they just kind of take it at face value there and, is and a me. i think there is something to be said about a a uh, uh wanting people to to make sure that the uh, I'm, I'm trying to make sure i say this right because i don't want it to come out wrong i think there's something to be said about wanting that authentic representation and and and, and like being upset when when it, it feels like something doesn't feel genuine, but at the same time, yeah, like the, the acknowledgement of, of, Hey, this came from somewhere else, you know, maybe they just don't have, it, it, it doesn't mean you can't critique it and comment on it. Cause Lord knows anime has done stuff that, uh, is, is explicitly not okay. <laughs> um, and, and sure. we can, and we can, 
very clearly point to those examples without... Yeah, you can't use cultural relativism as a blanket defense, yeah. kind of, to say everything is fine. You can't... Compl- like, But the thing is, to me, like, I think anything is fair game in an academic context. Yeah. Like, I think, I think you can discuss and, and critique and point out things as much as you want and as openly as you want. If the, if the goal is to learn and to kind of explore these ideas, I, it, I think it gets weird when people are like make demands and sort of start saying like, I demand that this be done this way or I when really... When they impose or, or, different like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to call it, but just different, different moral it's standards. Because it's not like... censorship. I don't want to call it that because it's not technically what it is. No. But it's just like these very kind of militant like sort of excising of 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 media it's 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 it's, wrong for enjoying this we we can't put our our western values we can't uh, uh, force our western values onto an eastern narrative you know or or similarly we can't impose our modern values on a uh on a, a past narrative you know that's Something we've talked about before is like it's kind of annoying when you're playing an Assassin's Creed game, and it's like, oh yeah, like you're a woman, but everyone treats you like you're a man. It's like, well, that's cool. Like I'm glad that I can experience that, but also it feels a little disingenuous because I know until the last you know couple hundred years, if that, maybe at least in the U.S., the last hundred years women were kind of second-class citizens. Like, it, it, it doesn't quite add up to me. Uh. Yeah, or, like, or even in more, like, older examples, I mean, have you ever seen or read the uh, the Shakespeare play The Taming of the Shrew? Oh, my God, great example. Um, I, I went to see that once at, like, a Shakespeare theater in uh, in Santa Cruz, and uh, the... the they, like, wrote a new scene into the, into the play to, oh like, gosh. make it okay. Like like a like we're, an epilogue. <laughs> I thought it would be like a prologue where she consents to being like brainwashed. No, it was something at the end where it's like they 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 were like she she and the main guy are like ah oh, yes we conspired to trick them or something like it, it was something to oh, make it seem like, like she was she in was in on it or something the whole time. And and that's a that's a really funny example because like I think people fall over themselves to try and like prove that oh. William Shakespeare, it's actually a farce, and so he's on our modern side, and he mm-hmm. knows that, like, women shouldn't be in this position. But I'm like, no, he lived in a time where the values were different. I think we can kind of have to live with that, and yeah. you're, it's okay to like Shakespeare knowing that. But, like, it, it's just so funny that, like, I, I remember, like, walking out of the theater, and there were some people there who were so fucking mad that they had done that, too. And I, I don't know... I, I just thought it was weird and kind of probably not the right thing, but just getting upset about it in either direction just seems like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's still interesting. I think, to think I think about dissecting that. it and exploring it is is valuable, but yeah, doing going out of your way to do that just seems silly. I don't know. It... But it's a great example, also, though, of just like yeah, you know, sometimes it, it, it it's. It's a different time. The story is still good. Like it's it's not like we can acknowledge that it's problematic by modern standards and still appreciate it um, yeah still well written i mean the same thing with danganronpa like the whole the whole narrative that they play with is part of the mystery and you have to kind of use that as a as a tool to figure out what's going on and it's interesting and it works well but you just have to kind of like observe it from the angle of like well is this is this appropriate is this um 
how this should be depicted. I mean, they're you but can like, come down to, on different to sides. The, but... To kind of wrap it back to what you were saying earlier, uh, I can think of a lot of characters in, in Japanese games and anime that are men that are ostensibly presenting as female characters that look like girls, but but they're you know the the characters would tell you no, I'm a man, uh, I'm a boy or whatever. Yeah, or like they find out and they're like, oh, actually that character is a boy, and everyone's, oh yeah, it's a boy, and it's like, yeah, I'm actually a boy, and but, there's never this this there's never the self-identifying of like, oh no, I I was born a boy, but I go by right. She. There, there's no like, self-identifying, or or usually in in my experience, it's also tied to something a lot more superficial, like, oh, mm-hmm. I like cute clothes, so I just wear clo- like I just like to wear cute clothes, or I I really into photography, and I didn't have a model, so I just started dressing this way. Like, there's always, like, a weird mm-hmm. explanation that's not just, oh, I feel more comfortable in these clothes. <laughs> like, in this, it's Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation is the one that you should go with. But it's always, oh, no, I, uh, uh, I had an older sister, and she would dress me up, and now I dress like this. Like, like there's always some labyrinthine, <laughs> like, justification that's not I identify as female. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that kind of person exists. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they do, but it just there's it's a, just there's so a funny really that's funny one that I, I it's from a hentai, <laughs> but but I've sent it to a couple people. It's this. You know, she looks like a gyaru, like uh, like uh-huh. basically a gyaru looking character, but somebody the the speech bubble is like. What do you mean, man? I'm just a normal guy who likes to dress like a girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got huge boobs, like, like super curvy. Like, what do you mean, man? I'm just a regular guy who likes looking like this. It's like I don't know. I don't know if if that's anybody. <laughs> I love women, but also, <laughs> well. Someday I hope you'll play Danganronpa and you can tell me what you think. I cannot wait. But this has been a good, a good, a solid episode. Yeah. So it's uh, a long one, actually. It might be one of our longest one yet. Wow. Well, Travis, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. And I hope we can do it again. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Travis. I am... I've had a whole bottle of La Fine du Monde. I'm a little out of it, but I'm going to try to do our, our ending anyway. Uh, special thanks go to Aesthetics Please. Aestheticsplease.bandcamp.com is where you're going to find his uh, sweet tunes. Uh, not to mention uh, music.businesscasual.biz. Find some other other good business casual stuff there. Our music is uh, provided generously with his permission. He's our favorite our favorite musician of all time, better than the Beatles. So uh, you should definitely check him out. And yeah, I hope uh, we we don't have any um, any social media or uh, email address or anything. So you, uh, you, there's no way to contact us. So. Uh, you want to ask us a question uh, i'm sorry you, you just you just can't so that's uh that's it hope to see you next week stay classy fuckers goodbye